We, 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 Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. You're good timing with a good time and buds. I'm Austin. And I'm Kevin. And uh, I think uh, I think let's jump into it this week. Uh, White House Correspondents' Dinner. Uh, pretty big, uh, pretty significant event uh, considering the time that we live in. Yeah. Um, okay, I didn't watch the actual event, if that's on like live TV. It's on live TV. But I watched like clips and stuff, you know. The big, I saw the bulletin points. Yeah. And, uh, so Donald Trump was not there. No, he was doing a rally in Pennsylvania. Steve Bannon was gone, of course. Yeah, so, like, a a lot of the The presidential party was gone. Yeah. And Hillary Clinton. The actual unit that they run in, the little pack that they have, gone. Hillary Clinton wasn't there also, but she doesn't have to be. No. You can't blame her for not showing up. No. God, I bet she's pissed. Fuck, I bet she's so pissed. She's but, pissed, but at the same time... Okay, so obviously she's disappointed. She lost the thing that she'd be working for. Lost it for another time because she's already run. Um, so there's that. B, it's basically the last time she's going to do it. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Again. That was her last chance to be the that first was her men- That was her menopause. That was it, yeah. Like, because she's a robot, she, so yeah. she didn't have a real menopause. No. That was her menopause. Yeah, that was it. She's done. She's done. And so... So that was obviously a huge disappointment, but now she can sit back and have everybody at least saying, why couldn't we, you know, I went with Hillary, she could have saved everybody. So she gets a little consolation prize. Yeah, but her consolation prize might be the end of the world. Yeah. That can't be fun. That can't be fun. It might be, it might be. And if if so... I don't think it will be. I'm not one of those fucking weirdos, but I mean... It's not impossible. It's not impossible. It's more possible now than it has been probably since... The Cold War. The Cold War. Yeah. The Cuban Missile Crisis. That kind of stuff. Yeah. That I know nothing about because... Well, I don't care. Yeah. Well, I mean, I care. I care. Honestly, if I was in a history class now, now... I really value knowledge at this point. Like, I want to learn. But when I was in, like, college and high school, oh, yeah. I didn't give a buck. No. It didn't matter to me didn't at all. anything to get out of school. Yeah. Okay, but anyway. Well, hold on, hold on. I want to make this point. I think... It, no, it doesn't matter. We'll get to that later. All right. I don't... I We already went off on a whole thing. We're not even talking about the correspondence dinner. We're talking about Hillary. Yeah. Let's get back to the correspondence dinner. Okay. Hassan Minaj killed it. He did. So he did has, you watch the full clip? I watched the full 25-minute clip of his speech, and it was money dude he yeah. said everything almost perfectly he said exactly what you want somebody to say from an outside observer standpoint where we like we want somebody to tell somebody what basically we what feel? we feel like what trump said he was gonna do yeah yeah that was basically verbatim yeah uh our he, desires written perfectly and yeah. delivered excellently he's almost like a sturgill simpson-esque yeah he's pretty good on uh Duncan Trussell's podcast. I don't doubt it. He's been on there a couple times. He's but or he might have even been on Joe Rogan, but he's super interesting to listen to. Um, even his uh, like he bur- he roasted Donald Trump pretty good. Without like, you told me like that he didn't really, but I didn't think he pulled any punches. He didn't, but like he didn't make. I 
okay, so he made a point to say I don't want. Maybe he meant the whole thing because he purposely didn't make the whole thing about Donald Trump. Three quarters of it was the media's failure. Well, yeah, it, he roasted the people in the room too, though. That was that's half the point of that. Yeah, um, especially yeah. from these, you know, takeover of late night political comedy talk shows. Dude, that's all anything is anymore. I know. And, so it seems like. But what I like about that is I really think that comedy is the perfect vehicle for truth. Above any other kind of entertainment, I think comedy is the best. Yeah. And uh, so that's encouraging. Here's my biggest problem. And I'm like most of the comedians' views. Since The Daily Show and The Colbert Report mm-hmm. have stopped like running, airing, mm-hmm. with Jon Stewart and Stephen Colbert, I, I haven't watched any political shows. Because those were the only two that I watched because, A, I felt like they wouldn't, they wouldn't bullshit one side harder than the other. They would, they would make fun of both of them equally whenever they did something stupid. And the new guy, Trevor Noah, isn't, I don't like him. He's not very funny on the show. I like his comedy, actually. But on the show, I don't think, I don't think he's It's unfair, though, because you have to compare him to Jon Stewart and that's already a pass. I, I think there's somebody in dude, that who could be better at that. Yeah, easily. Um, I think John Oliver should have just taken over because he's a dude, legitimate, he's a legitimate journalist. His HBO show That's is why he does it on yeah. That's like half the reason is so he can do the actual things he wants. Yeah. His, HBO his show is fucking excellent. Yeah. But I think that there are way better people than Trevor, Trevor Noah. And I also think it hurts him that he was the second uh, black guy hired. Mm-hmm. Because they already had hired Larry Whitmore at that point. Oh, yeah. And it's they good. just... Yeah, but that show's already canceled. Yeah. And Trevor Noah's is not doing well. No. So they're... Like, I think Michael Che could have done better if they wanted Michael to hire Chase a black great. guy. I think Gerard Carmichael could have done better, but I don't know if he would have wanted that image. Yeah. I don't... He doesn't... I don't know. But, I mean, how can you turn down The Daily Show? Yeah. Like, if you're anyone. Donald Glover or Danny Glover, the rapper... Donald Glover. Donald Glover. Danny Glover was. Yeah, he was ageless in the outfield. I'm getting too old for this shit. Yeah, but uh, all those guys could have done better. Because they're they are already more edgy. Like Trevor like Trevor Noah when he like throws the punch at the end, I don't buy I don't feel I don't buy, I don't it. buy it from him. I don't buy it. Like it's he, I didn't realize that I didn't buy it until you put it in those yeah. words, but it's like, yeah, I kinda don't buy it. I don't buy it. He's trying to be too family. And also get the punt like John Stewart and Stephen Colbert said it did whatever the fuck they wanted yeah. because they earned that. I like I get that, but like uh, he doesn't he doesn't hit hard enough. What do you think about Samantha B? Did you watch any of her not the White House Correspondents Dinner? No. But I always liked her. She was always one of my favorite as far as the females go. I think she's Really on impressive. John Stewart and Stephen Colbert when she was doing that stuff, mm-hmm. and I think that she definitely probably deserves a chance at her own political show. Like that's what she is. That's what she has. I know. Oh. That's what I'm saying. Like, Full she, frontal. Yeah, she yeah. deserves a chance to make yeah. one successful. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously they relegated her to like TBS, which yeah, is kind okay. of unfortunate. But TBS hey, is a different. John Glazer loves gear is on. Like. H, like what, fucking it's on TV. True TV. Yeah, that's the greatest show ever. And Practical Jokers is on True and TV. Practical Jokers. Like, okay. Good TV shows can be on shitty channels. Did you watch the not the White House Correspondents Dinner? No. Well, I mean, I completely she, forgot about it. It was a longer 
It was like an hour, 15 hour and a half. Holy yeah, shit. no, it was fucking solid. It was like a full thing? Yeah. Did it run at the same time as the White House yeah. Correspondents Dinner? So they didn't even get to watch it? No, but they're going to hear about it and they're going to end up watching it. But she said it to a bunch of people who didn't go to the White House Correspondents Dinner, which included some pretty high, you know, ranking people who just didn't want to fucking go. Hmm. But uh, anyways, um, yeah, dude, she fucking killed it. Um, it was just like a takedown of how journalists these days are just typing clickbait and focusing in on all the bullshit that wastes everybody's time and their yeah. time. And uh, instead of just delivering people the news, yeah, the news that we need, there's good journalists out there. And she talked about like Anderson Cooper, fucking all these CNN guys uh, and gals and gals um, are super talented journalists. But they are being forced by CNN to do these bullshit fucking stories where they just bring on Republican talking heads who will do nothing of actual debate. They're just going to keep talking their side. Yeah. And they're, you know, reducing Anderson Cooper to just talking this bullshit with these people. And uh, so anyway, she just, and same with all the, you know, written, a lot of the written shit like uh, ProPublica. Like, what the fuck is that? Um. And anyway, so she just ripped all these journalists a new one, and then at the very end, she, uh... I don't want to give the whole thing away. There's a nice touching moment at the end that is worth a look. That sucks. It's pretty good. Yeah, but I wish she would just fucking roasted them. She does, though. And she just fucking drills them, and then the the moment at the end is... I don't know. Did I, you I don't know want to explain that Donald thing. Trump was on Comedy Central's roast? Yeah. God, what a fucking... I haven't no, watched it. I, I have watched it before, but he's a fucking joke of a human. You know, we should talk about maybe doing some sort of review of the roast of Donald Trump in retrospect because it was done a couple years ago. Yeah. I think we could find some interesting material on that. Oh, I bet we definitely could. Ladies and gentlemen out there, uh, keep your eyes peeled for this because... Uh, we just had a breakthrough. Yeah, a little, little something. But anyways, so... Um, I can't believe that he didn't show up. Why? I can't. I also can't believe that he said being president was harder than he thought it was going to be. Dude, but he's not afraid of a little hard work. Shit, dude. It just got way worse. I can't believe I haven't told you about this. You hear what happened today, I think? No. Um, no, it was uh, last night. Or two nights ago. It doesn't matter. It was recent. And... Um, so, so some famous journalist, I can't remember who it was, but he goes in to interview the president in the White House, and he's asking him all the these... Don. Yeah, the Don. And he's asking... It's just the two of them. And he's asking him about the uh, the wiretapping again. Obama wiretapping. Oh, and he just, White like, House. stormed off? He didn't even storm off. Oh. He... So he goes, what's your opinion on it? And he's like, well, you can believe what you want to believe, but... Uh, you know, that's up to you. I know what I, I know what I know. And he goes, so what do you know? And he goes, uh, what does it matter? I mean, you know, you're going to do whatever you want. And he's like, I just want to, straight from the horse's mouth, I want to know so you can, so we don't say it's fake news. We hear it come from your mouth. And he goes, well, you can believe what you want to believe. And then, uh, he asked him and then he goes, no, what do you believe? Just say it right now. No fake news. And he goes, all right, we're done here. Then he walked 10 feet sat down at his desk in the Oval Office, just started fake reading papers 
while this guy is standing there and cameras on him. Just starts fake reading papers because he was he was done with that interview. He just like, no, we're done. Walked away. God, he's a fucking. Oh, what was the thing he said? He uh. Talk about talk about something because I gotta. I'm looking this up. I gotta figure out what he said. said? He just. Um. Okay. Well, I like how Hassan Minaj was uh. Like. How he said that Donald Trump doesn't touch alcohol. Is that true? You can't claim that kind of thing in a venue like I that guess, without yeah, having a I guess, I guess that's true. He doesn't true. drink and he's afraid of going downstairs. I guess that's true. So, he doesn't drink. He does all of the crazy, insane fucking shit that he does without drinking. Yeah. Like, the guy, he said sober, but I highly doubt Donald Trump is fucking sober. He's got to be choked <laughs> out of his mind or something. Yeah. Like, these gotta be on something, some kind of uppers. No, he's high on himself, dude. That's all it is. He just wakes up, Donald. That fucking high? Could you imagine living in that high your entire life? I feel like we're seeing it. I mean, but at the same time, he's afraid to go downstairs. Why is he afraid to go downstairs? Is that a thing? Yeah. He's like, like, you have to, someone has to hold his hand, or like, he won't go downstairs? Kevin. Somebody has to hold his hand. Well, uh, that's better than, like, I won't use stairs. Who gives a shit? I mean, okay, yeah, it's better. Yeah, no, it's still pretty pathetic and weak, but it's better than, you know. Yeah, but uh, Hassan Minaj. Does he have, like, albums, like, comedy albums that I can listen to? I don't think so. God, I hope he does. I wish he does. You wish he does? I wish he did. I wish he gets one. I wish he does. No, you're right. <laughs> no, I don't think it's I wish he does. But that's beside the point. Okay. Um, oh. So first of all, you did you hear about the Civil War thing? Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah. Okay. The North fought the South. Yeah. The freedoms of the blacks. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. No, yeah. He, he talked about how... Andrew Jackson, who he has been compared to, um, by him, oh, really? Yeah, because <laughs> Andrew Jackson was like a brash dick. But uh, anyways, you mean, anyways, you mean brass? Yeah, he was a brass dick. Yeah. So, anyways, he uh, Donald Trump said that Andrew Jackson was very distressed by the upcoming civil war. Here's the problem. Andrew Jackson died 16 years before the Civil War. Yeah. And he owned a plantation with over a thousand slaves. Huh. He was all for it. And Donald Trump wanted to know why couldn't they work it out? Why couldn't they work out slavery? Why couldn't they just talk it out? He goes, what was the Civil War? He basically asked, what were they fighting about? I'm going to get on a pretty controversial little tangent here. Sure. Anyone that doesn't believe in evolution needs to just, like, look at black people. Because the ones that are in Africa are all, like, tiny, skinny, and, like, really good at running. And we brought them here, made them slaves, bred the biggest, fastest, strongest, bulked them, pretty much. That also has to do with their feeding habits. Yeah. I don't want to say habits. That sounds... Degrading. Yeah. It sounds bad. That is not what I meant. <laughs> Who cares? We all have eating habits. Yeah, we all have 
Yeah, but I think I said feeding habits. <laughs> I have a feeding habit. Can't, yeah. can't fucking kick it. It doesn't matter. Um, but, um, yeah, well, that's evolution, though. So there's that, but then there's also, um, yeah. There's proof in evolution. One of the many. Well, yeah. Caterpillar turning into a butterfly. It is, but other people... But here's the deal. If you see it from your point of view, you're going to figure out a way to make it fit your format. That's well, just how it works. Everybody yeah. figures out how it fits their format. Yeah. But that's literally evolution. But yeah. It's like Pokemon in real life. They, 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 they don't have a problem with the differentiation the, of the species, the word, though. Isn't that the word, though? Isn't that... You know, they would probably call it rebirth. Well, no, it's not that. But isn't just, that the actual word, evolution? Yeah. Doesn't a caterpillar evolve into a butterfly? Technically, yeah. Yeah, that is evolution. He evolves from one thing okay. to another, I'm upwards. Just, yeah. It moves it upwards. It just sounded weird, but yeah. Evolution from elevator, as in to rise up. To rise or drop. Oh, allegedly. Or drop. Allegedly. Uh, so, but yeah. Uh, but they don't have a problem with differentiation of the species, even between tiny dogs and gigantic dogs. They don't have a problem with that. They just can't get past how did, you know, the tiny little nothing grow into this. That's where they have a problem. I think they're reading the wrong books. Yeah, probably. Well, see, our side has many books. Their side has one book. That's true. By one guy, ours, many books, by many different authors. Yeah. So, strength in numbers, I would say. Yeah, well... uh, what it comes down to is they should have had better journalists. And that's what we'd like to thank the White House <laughs> Correspondents Dinner for. Good, solid journalism. Coming up on the show. Uh, not that we haven't already broached the subject, uh, but we're going to talk about the multiverse slash alternate universe slash Mandela effect theory. Yeah, that's a good one. We are also going to talk about the PC culture, something that we are not fans of. As you probably could assume. Safe uh, bet here, ladies and gentlemen, if you stick around. Uh, those topics may run long, and uh, you guys might be getting a dose of extra fun today. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, we got to air, uh, we got to do a little airing of the grievances. I got a lot of problem with you people. And you need to hear about it. And you need to hear about it. Uh, we're also going to tell you about the week we spent in San Diego one weekend. And uh, mention... Uh, upcoming telethon that uh, we're going to try to raise some money for. Uh, All that coming up and more uh, after the break. Did we brave the jungles of the Amazon, cross the mighty river, enduring famine, sleep deprivation, infection, exposure, trench foot, and general malaise for a bird? Did we have to spend months slowly building trust between us and a tribe of warriors and spiritual teachers deep in the heart of the jungle? Did we partake in the tribe's sacred ayahuasca ceremony with the village shaman bearing witness to pure consciousness becoming one with the earth from which we came? Did we lose a few brave men due to some unforeseen circumstances? Sure. But we found the bird for which we saw So, was it worth it? Worth it, turkey. Welcome to Flavor Country. 
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're good time with the good time and buds. Uh, we're gonna jump into some multiverse conversation and uh, also the Mandela effect. Touch on these things. Maybe touch on a little deja vu. See where we go. I'm excited. This is a uh, pretty wide open topic uh, that I don't think you can ever have too much conversation about. No, because everyone's got a new interesting idea. So for those of you that maybe don't know what the multiverse theory is, I'll break it down in the terms that I understand, so I'm sure you'll probably understand them as well. Odds are good. But the multiverse theory is pretty much just the theory that there are unlimited universes where every single scenario ever has happened theoretically because space is infinite. So if space is infinite, then infinite uh, options have happened. Because that's what infinity is. And with an idea that grand, a good like way to kind of break down how ridiculous the infinite uh, uni- or universes would be. You imagine, can't wrap your head around it. No, but you can kind of like this. This freaks me out every time I yeah. think about it. You live your entire life, but you, you know, accidentally uh, clip your nail too short in one of them, and that's the only difference in your entire life that you have from the one you live currently. So, that's the interesting thing about the video of that kid that I was telling you about. Like, some literally 13-year-old physicist. Where'd you see this? I saw, uh, I think, the Chive, actually. Had a link. Got a hint to the it Chive. Could have been, it could have been another. Chive on. I probably shouldn't even say the Chive, because I have no idea. I'll still say Chive on. Yeah, I'll say Chive on, too. But, so the kid's theory is... Should I explain the Mandela effect first for people that don't know what that is? Yeah. The Mandela effect is like... Is, so there's there's various examples of the Mandela effect. The Mandela effect is named after the fact that a lot of people think that Nelson Mandela died in prison. I don't know why. I, I don't know anything about the guy. But... I never thought he died in prison. He didn't die in prison, but a lot of people like would have swore that he did. Mm-hmm. Or like a lot of people, you remember the little, the little, the children's book with the bear family, Bears the Bears. I heard about Bears. that one. And it's actually spelled Berenstain Bears with an A. But I remember it completely as Berenstain. Everyone, yeah, a lot of people remember that as Berenstain Bears. There's another one with the genie movie with Sinbad. Yeah. That that literally doesn't exist, but everyone swears that it does. And you and gonna, I, you and I had this conversation without knowing other people had that conversation, yeah, which freaked which me out. Was weird because I am still pretty convinced that there was a movie where he was a genie. I don't think it was Kazam. Yeah. So those, Shaq. so those are a lot of those are a lot of the examples where like everyone remembers one thing, just like a lot like mirror mirror on the wall. Who's the finest of them all? Ferris. Ferris. Whatever. That's not what she says. She says, magic mirror on the wall. Get who's the fairest on the wall. But Anne Hathaway was in a movie based off of the Cinderella movie, uh-huh. and it's called Mirror, Mirror. So how could you make a movie based off of Mirror, Mirror on the wall and not at least look at that scene one time and realize that they say magic mirror? Yeah, no shit. So those are the things that are in the Mandela effect. I want to jump in on this before we get to the okay. verse because... I thought of this when I was thinking about what we're going to talk about, and there are four movies that I could think of. Uh, One is That Thing You Do, uh, and I can't remember the other three, but I know there were about four, but one of them is That Thing You Do, and so the point is, great movie, ladies and gentlemen, but uh, 
I, I, Back to the Future, one is one of them. Anyways, there are scenes that I have seen where, that are at the end of, um, so anyways, let's say there's just a regular scene, characters talking back and forth. I remember lines that they said to each other that are not in any of the versions of the movie. And I remember it so clearly, I wait for it every single time I watch these movies, and I watch them a lot, they're my favorite movies. And I think about that line coming up, and it never shows up, and I've seen every version of these movies. Where did that memory come from? And it freaks yeah. me the fuck out, because I have no idea. I know them like I know the back of my hand. Yeah. I know these lines, and I know they're coming, well, yeah, and I'm we, disappointed we every quote time. lines all, like that. That's we, one of our things we yeah, do. No, fucking love quoting fucking movies. Lines. Good one-liners, that's our, that's our jig. Yeah. But anyways, so that's the multiverse theory, and that's Mandela effect. So this 13-year-old kid came up with his own theory. So you know when the Higgs boson collider collided the, the atoms or whatever, split the atom, did whatever it did? Yeah. Well, everyone was like, oh, if we do that, what if we, like, destroy our universe? Like, all that negative energy. Like, they didn't know what would happen. Well, they didn't know if the atoms, the, the atom that split would then cause a chain reaction and just explode all the atoms in the world. Yeah, exactly. So they had no idea what would happen. Yeah. So they did it, and nothing happened. Or did nothing When happen. did they do it? Do you know that? Yeah, there's when a, was the there's a date. I don't know the actual date, but there's, like, a date and time when they successfully did it. And like, it was relatively recently. Yeah, uh, yeah. And so that the kid's theory is, what if when we did that, we did destroy our universe, but since energy cannot be created nor destroyed, our energy didn't get destroyed, it shifted to the next universe on the infinite universe scale, the next one to us, so barely anything is different. But, but everybody kind of sees those little things. things. Yeah, and some people are like, wait, what the fuck, like... That used to be Berenstein Bears. I know it and everyone knows it. I know it. Why is it now Berenstein Bears? Those scenes Bears? were in that movie and I know them like yeah. I know the entire rest of the movie. Yeah. Where are they? So like that kind of thing, like who the fuck is to say that we didn't, like obviously there's no way to prove whether we did or didn't. We don't have that kind of technology or whatever the fuck that would be, knowledge. Yeah. We don't have that, but like that's as good an explanation as any that I could think of. For what, like, for the Mandela effect, because there yeah. are so if the if there's a consensus that like everything is a certain way, mm -hmm. most of the times that's probably right. Like, how is everyone misremembering? Yeah, unless some people shifted and the other people just live in that world. Yeah, which doesn't go with that kid's theory, but but fuck that would make sense why there's a discrepancy where there's people, but also memory's pretty tricky. But when everybody has the same collective yeah. misremembering, that's when it gets kind of wonky. But that reminded me, since we're talking multiverses and alternate universes, one of the scariest stories I've ever read in my entire life, uh, and I believe I also read this on the Chive. Oh yeah, Chive those, on the, that was right when. Uh Stranger Things was pretty popular. Was Stranger Things was popular, and we were—I remember we were reading them as oh. we were watching the debates between Donald yeah. and Hillary. Yeah, we were getting creeped the fuck out. Well, we were pretty high, allegedly. Allegedly, actually, in Oregon, it's legal. So yeah, we were pretty. Yeah, high. we were high as shit. But well, we can't drink at the same time. Yeah, yeah, we cannot but, take uh, a no. sip of the old brewski every time or at the same time. at the same time. But yeah, what's okay. the story? 
the story, and they had a bunch of them, but the story that freaked me the fuck out or just made me feel eerie. It, like it just gave you yeah. a real discomfort. Um, it's essentially the story of this woman who's just driving along um, some deserted uh, desert road, I think. It could have been any kind of road. It could have been the forest, but she was driving along kind of a long, lone road. Um, and she was going back to see her family. Like the town she was from. Yeah, she's going back to her hometown. That's right. She's going yeah. back to her hometown. Where her family still lived Where in her, her childhood home. her family still home. lives in her childhood home. Yeah. yeah. And so anyway, she, uh, she gets there a little early, so she decides to go for a little drive around the town. And uh, she starts noticing that things are kind of different. Yeah. All the people there are just kind of gray and sad looking. Um, and and when she knew that something was up. And when she would go to her old... Wasn't it like stores were in different places? Stores, yeah. And like downtown. She could recognize usually, the town, but it was yeah, different. It was different in downtown, which was usually like vibrant and lively. Yeah. It was just like... Just dark people and, shuffling around. Yeah. And she went to like find her home... Her home was not there. Yeah, some other house was there. Yeah. It's not like it was a mobile home. It was like a... Yeah, and it wasn't her, like, family's... It wasn't her family. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, it was a completely different house. But she recognizes a lot of the town, but it's just looking different. Yeah. But anyways, she keeps driving, trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. And she's driving down along, uh, you know, kind of main area where there's a lot of people. Still shuffling around, still shuffling around, still looking creepy. And she just got the feeling, I can't stop and talk to these people. If I stop, she said, I'm not going to make it back. Yeah, she said oh, that she would have got out of her car. She, she ended up, she kept driving. Yeah, she left And the somehow the town, and somehow she got back out or whatever happened. Yeah. And then when she went back later, everything was normal again. Yeah. But, yeah, you go she ahead. She said if she would have got out of her car, she would have been stuck there. Yeah. And I mean, like, who's to say that that story's real? Yeah. But the idea, the idea is scares the that's absolute. something that I could like think might happen to me. Yeah. Like, like as you're just driving along as you're going as, home as realistically as I think that I think. Yeah. Like or as, even are are yeah. as real as I think I am. Yeah. I I I obviously don't think that, that would happen. Yeah. But that is one of those things where I could be like, oh fuck yeah! If somebody told me that that happened, I'd be like. Yeah, I believe you. You know why I think that could easily happen. Yeah. Well, you want to know why I think it's like the most frightening? It's because you already feel alone enough in this world where you have yeah. friends, family, classmates, coworkers. You go to the alternate universe where everybody is gray and sad and just shuffling along creepily in some sort of sepia tone nightmare. Yeah. Now you're alone, really alone. You can't even find your friends, but you're alive and you're alone in this completely different universe where those people essentially don't exist. Yeah. You're so alone. You. It's ultimate. Being, well, yeah. Ultimate. That's, w- that's worse than being the last person on Earth. Yeah. That's, yeah. Ugh. That freaks me the fuck out. Maybe because I'm afraid of being lonely, Kevin. Last person on Earth or... Last person, pers- first person in another universe. Ooh, interesting. I'd rather be the. I'd rather be the last person on Earth. Yeah, I love the Earth. You have a run. You have a run of the month like for a pe- while. Yeah, I already like being outside and in nature. I would rather be on this Earth where I can explore, dude. 
Figure out how to fly a plane. Good luck. No how problem. You, you, no, good luck. I read books. <laughs> it's not going to work. What, what makes you think there's going to be like electricity and shit? Like, what makes you think shit's going to be fine? I don't even need, fine? Kevin, I don't even need to get a, get a plane. I just get a boat and go to the Bahamas. Or I just drive to Mexico. There you go. I would just drive. Yeah. You could just well, drive and, and just keep an eye on your gas gauge. And when you start Stop, getting low, get another car. Get a Bugatti. Oh. Uh, I woke up and I knew Bugatti. Hey, you just pick cars that you know are reliable. Grab a Toyota. Yeah, take a Toyota. Take a Chevy. Take a Chev. Chevy's gonna be possible trouble. Chevy don't let you down. Chevy has let me down a number of times. Chevy never let me down. Yeah, it's a decent vehicle. I drove them for most of my life. Yeah. Most of my life, I drove a Jeep, then a Forerunner. And then a Ford Ranger. Yeah. And then a Chevy for like four years. years. It was about four years. Yeah. I didn't have a license for one of them. Yeah. Lost that's, my license. That's another that's story. That's another time. That's a string of stories. Yeah. Holy shit. No, okay. So, but anyways. <laughs> and now I have a Ford that I've been driving for like a year. Yeah. So, anyways. Uh, the point. Where were we? Multiverse theory. Multiverse theory. Oh, we are talking about being the last guy. Or... Yeah. Or gal on the planet. Or gal. What are the odds? Not great. Not good. Probably still couldn't find anything to wear. Girl Scouts isn't... I, I, I can't comment on Girl Scouts versus Boy Scouts because I know nothing about either. You weren't in Boy Scouts? No. Me either. I helped Jake Katzler finish his uh, Eagle Scout project. Nice. What was it? Building like three benches on the nature trail. Nice. Nature trail. Good times on the nature trail. Be good to your... Uh, be good to... The, to the land. Yeah. Just sure. as a as a side note. Yeah. Nature trails are a good thing. Yeah. Kissed many a girl on the nature trail. Do a lot more than that. Well. No, nah, not really. It's a nature trail. Grade school. So. Yeah. No. There's. <laughs> it goes about as far as kissing, kissing in grade school. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, but uh, anything else you got for multi? Oh, you want to talk about deja vu? You know that one better than I'm just going to tell a quick theory on Deja Vu. We might get off on a theory? tangent. No, 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 no. I don't think so. No, I read on Tumblr. That'd be pretty impressive. Yeah, I would be pretty impressive. Tumblr is full so, of some interesting theories that I like reading. So, the theory, I don't know if this, this might be a fact. When you die, your brain is active for seven minutes. Give or take, I guess. Um, but in that some time... Some less than others, right? Yeah. In that time, your brain... Pulls back all the memories, and it's kind of like you relive your life. Well, the theory is that what if everyone's already dead? Like everyone yeah. is already dead, and they're just in that last seven minutes of brain activity, reliving their life. And then when that life dies, you just relive it again, and that's where the feeling of deja vu comes from. Is like you literally have done that before. That's this is your fourth time reliving your life. That is awesome. That is insane. That is awesome. And the DMT, the DMT, the spirit molecule thing on mm-hmm. Netflix, I just watched that the other day because you told me to. It's good, man. I'd seen it before, but... But yeah, it's good. Yeah. I'm just commenting. No, it's good. But the girl says, like, the guy was like, right before she did, she, he was like, do you like roller coaster rides? Like, do you like feeling being on a roller coaster? She was like, no, I hate that. And he was like, well, this isn't going to be good. Yeah. And then so she does it and she said that, like, she was, like, freaking out and, like, like, literally, like, freaking out. Yeah, the way up on a drug trip feels like going on a roller then, coaster. And then she said she went to the place where spirits are reborn, and all she knew was she had been there 
many, many times, and she felt the ultimate feeling of peace and calmness. And I've heard that from like a number of different people saying the exact same. It's where peace, that's ultimate peace. Yeah. And like, it's all good, man. Why do you want to be reborn again into this fucking stress hole? Okay, let me, let me like take a step upon that idea. And th- I think this is like an old Buddhist theory or something. I don't really subscribe to it, but I like the idea. Buddha was Greek, right? Yeah, Buddha was Greek. Yeah. Uh, Buddha was not Greek. No. Yeah, it doesn't matter. That's a story for another time. Um, anyway, so you've got the souls where they're being reborn, but the idea, again, Buddhist, it could be whatever, but you do reincarnate, but each time you do, you kind of you get a little better than the time before, and that's basically how you get better, and then... Those fully realized beings like Buddha, you know, all the you know, certain monks and stuff. Um, That's the highest. Those level. are fully enlightened beings. The ones that. So don't each talk. time. Dude, have you ever got the monk chocolate? What? It, out in Amity? No. There's literally a, mon- a min- monastery. Yeah. With monks, and they sell chocolate, and it's fucking good. My family used to go there <laughs> all the time when I was a kid. That is the absolute last thing I expected. I thought I it was know. just a place called Monk's Chocolate. No. And it turns monks. out there's monks They took vows of silence. They took vows of silence. Like, they're legit fucking monks. Look like Dragon Ball Z characters. You want to go check it out? Yeah. All right. They're not open right now. No, but I want to go check it out. Well, now. yeah, no. I drive past it all the time for work. Now that I know it all the time is out there, I fucking want to go check yeah, it out. That's it's sick. weird. It's weird. I'm going to throw it on Sundays. Because that's pretty much... Like our free day. Yeah. So. Well, think about it. Those yeah. guys have time. Well, yeah. They can't talk. Like, literally, they don't talk. One guy that helps you buy your stuff talks, but he's still wearing the whole monk get up. Yeah, some guys aren't there yet. The rest of the guys don't talk. And it sounds torturous to so many people, like they can never talk again, or however long they stay at the monastery. I don't know. It's up to them, but people think that that's, like, impossible. But what they don't realize is if you've taken that vow of silence to live in a monastery, to meditate basically as long as you can or forever, um, you just become one with now. And so you're not worried about what's going on anywhere else. You're just focusing on exactly what's happening around you. And uh, the writer Eckhart Tolle lived two years as basically a bum just sitting on benches doing nothing and he said it was two years of complete bliss how did he live what did he eat I'm sure people fed him or something I'm was, reading, he a, was he a monk or was he as a he was a normal guy like us just like really stressed out at 29 um I'm only in I'm only on like the chapter and a half right now I just started it but like Impressive for I know. the listeners. I'm a re- wow, he's a chapter a, and a half. I'm a rapid reader. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, so I, I haven't got to the part on whether they fed him or not, but essentially he was 29, just a really stressed out guy, depressed, anxious, couldn't figure any shit out, um, and was just basically losing it because he was so stressed. And then one night he started, he just kind of was going, you know, in his head, I'm so stressed, I'm so stressed, I'm so stressed. Then another voice within his head went, why are you so stressed? To which he realized, it's not like voices in his head. That was a higher version of himself going, 
saying to the lower version, what do you have to be stressed about? Like, it, it's, you're way too focused here from, if you can take a larger look, it's not what it is. Yeah. Quit worrying about later, quit worrying about before, quit worrying about what's going on. And just, just be. For a little bit. Yeah. And, and he goes, and once I realized that my thoughts weren't my own, they were there, but there was an actual part of me watching these thoughts come in. I just had to figure out how to tap into the observer rather than the thoughts because you identify your thoughts become your own ego. What you have to realize is that is not your ego. You actually have a higher version of yourself that could observe these thoughts if you paid attention to them and then go, come on, that's not a thought I actually have and then just toss it out. That's, and it teaches was he a you, religious guy? I, I, I've heard that the book touches on like Buddhism and Christianity primarily. Yeah. So he's, he's I think Buddhism's I like half of those religions. Yeah. 50% is pretty good. Yeah. Is Buddhism a religion or is that just a way of life? Like yoga? It's basically, I mean, some people will call it a religion and they do have, you know, Buddhist temples and shit. Um, but Buddhism is really more of a practice. Is it like, Ju- is it like Judaism? Is that a good comparison? No. Is Judaism I mean, I guess it kind of is because they just have their practices. Like 50% like half Jewish. You can't, I don't understand how you could be, like Judaism is a religion, but it's also a culture. Yeah. And it's also like a, not a a race. It's like a species. It's a species of human. Yeah, but so is is Muslims (laughs) and so is Catholics for the most part. Yeah. But. I've never been big into religion. I don't, yeah, I don't. I don't know enough about between Buddhism and uh, Judaism to jump in and make comparisons. But really, Buddhism is more of a practice where you just learn to live in the now. You just learn to simply be, and a lot of that comes from meditation. Because meditation, all you do is you're sitting there, and all you're doing is focusing well, on like your breathing. Like we went to Detroit, and they had those people that obviously stack those rocks yeah yeah like that's just like that's another kind of meditation but it's where you focus on one thing that's what it comes down to whether it's rocks or your breathing or anything or a mantra you just focus on that yeah you focus on that and then any thought that comes in you try to let it pass you'll find yourself following a certain thought for a while and then as long as you kind of realize you're doing that and come back to the now it's like it's like a bicep curl for your mind. I try to do that when I fall asleep. I can't do it when I fall asleep. I try to like, I literally try to like picture in my mind as like a goal. Mm-hmm. And every thought that is coming into my head, I just try to block it out and think about nothing. Well, I, so try, focus to, on your well, breath. I try to fall asleep. Just focus on your breath. Focus on nothing. Well, that's good too. Focus on blocking out thoughts. I, Next thing I know, out. That's the quickest way for me to keep... It yeah, keeps, some, it keeps my wheel some, spinning. Sometimes it doesn't work. Yeah. Oh, I'll be honest. I have sometimes a little too much sativa work. before bed. Yeah. Oh, Indica's help, though. Yeah, but I don't often buy them. Although I, I, I have yeah. some. Was it that uh, it's Candyland, right? Yeah. Exciting. Exciting. I never Exciting. buy Indica's either, even though I know that like that will help me fall asleep. Yeah, they're pretty I groovy, don't, man. I don't want it. I don't want weed that makes you fall asleep. No, I... Yeah. I like to stay up and be high. Yeah, I want to be active and be high. I don't want to just want to sit on the couch and watch TV. Yeah. So, um, anyways, uh, multiverse theory, uh, we'd love to hear you guys, <laughs> we uh, talking about that for a while. we'd love to hear you guys' uh, comments, uh, hit us up on our website or let us hear some of your Patreon page, uh, and the good time and land. Yeah. 
We'll see you uh, out there on goodtimeandbuds.wordpress.com because uh, we want to want to start a dialogue about this because uh, again. You can't talk about it enough. Not enough people are talking about the infinite number of universes out there. Yeah, no, I agree. Not enough. Although, in one of the universes, nobody stops talking about it. That's true. That is always the... There is a universe where everybody loves this show. Why not make it this universe? We'll see you guys after the break. During our excursion... Did we see three of our dearest friends eaten alive by a school of piranha? Did two more get dragged off in the dead of the night by unseen predators? Will the memory of their helpless screams of desperation and unwilling resignation haunt me until the day I die? You're goddamn right. So, was it worth it? Worth it, turkey. Welcome to Flavor Country. Alright, welcome back. Uh, we are about to start our airing of grievances, because i got a lot of problems with you people! And you're going to hear them. Uh, and the first one I want to talk about is why the fuck is John Glazer Loves Gear not one of the most anticipated second seasons of all time? Why is it not the topic of conversation for everybody? I honestly don't... I don't know that anyone else knows about that show other than our group of friends. Yeah, Because we stumbled me. across it yeah. before the Sturgill Simpson concert yes, and right. laughed our asses off at the what the first this episode we saw. dog episode. Dog episode, like, I yeah. Know. I know. I don't know. Anyways, that show is comedy gold. That That is a show... Where you find one thing that's funny and you fucking pinpoint it and everything just clicks. Yeah, well, John Glazer is the ultimate host. He's the perfect amount of, he obviously loves gear. Yeah. But he's also just like a super overly cocky douchebag about it. Yeah. But But he's also genuine. He also genuinely loves the gear. Yeah, it's an amazing and... Mixture plus his sidekick is phone Geary. Yeah, plus he has the whole con the weird random concept of the fake family and the real family. Yeah, like the whole show is just super weird, but yeah. it's so well done and it's so fucking funny. There's only 10 episodes in the first season. season. I've watched all of them like four or five times at least. Yeah, and when they were on on demand for a while, I watched them all the time. Yeah. I loved that show. John Glazer Loves Gear is everything we like in a show. Yeah. I think it's, it's anything anybody would like. If they're smart enough to get it, there's there's an aspect of it where it's like a lot of people would be turned off by like, what the fuck is this about? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it does have the total mass appeal, just nobody's seen it. Yeah. But the point is, you know, but I also said that everybody should be anticipating it, so it has mass appeal to me, because yeah, I fucking love it. I love that show. But, uh, I hope desperately that they get a season two. Yeah. Just seeing where they went with the last episode, that yeah. was so fucking what funny. What is gear? If you, what uh, is gear? folks out there, remember, we uh, quoted him actually in last week's episode, The Butter Zone. The Butter Zone. Uh, yeah, that show is intellectual. While yet, not. While, while being very... Not childish humor, but very, uh, like, relatable humor. It's mockumentary. It's mockumentary. 
on some sort of weird drug where just like it's everything's like, kind of like right. Intellectual or not intellectual, uh, interpersonal documentary. Yeah. It just kind of makes you question. It's like which what? part of this is real? Yeah. Which part of this is like is actual real life? Is he like that, yeah. or is this like part of the character? Yeah. Does he know some of these people? I love the aspect of having the fake family. The fake family this is real family fake. doesn't want to be on TV, but yeah. he keeps trying to get them on TV. And they just blur out their faces. Yeah, yeah. and they're just always fucking pissed. I love that show. Because they're tired of his, their dad or husband fucking walking in with cameras <laughs> going, what's going on? Let's talk about gear. Yeah. All right, so my first uh, grievance that I would like to air about is fad words. Like yeah. fam and bae and on fleek. Bay bothered me on fleet. Eh, I hate that. I hate that's one of my least favorite. When I saw the uh, the meme that said that Bay, I always thought it was a hood way of saying babe. That's what I thought it was too, and I think that is what it should have been. I don't like Bay means before anyone else. That's gay. Yeah, that's gay. That's gay grenades. Yeah. But yeah, no. it's Auschwitz. Yeah, it's Auschwitz, huh? But no, that's. Uh, those those words, even the like phrase like "sucks to suck," and just like I don't like sucks all to that suck. shit. It drives me. You know who crazy. says that? Fucking dickheads. Yeah. Um, God, it just you, people that suck say that because yeah. they know that it sucks to suck. Yeah. No They're one else familiar. Yeah. They're glad to tell somebody else it sucks to suck because everybody's been telling it to them for years. Yeah, and they know that it sucks to suck. On the note of like on fam though, I looked into it because I hated it too. And that's been, like, in the black community pretty big. White people just co-opted it, as we fucking do for everything, because we're fucking cool, dumb. Yeah, if it's, if it's cool, cool, we want it. We want it. And we, we want it all for yeah, ourselves. We'll claim we've made it up, too. Fucking... That's our thing. Fucking white people. Yeah. White privilege. But, so, fam, I let go, unless a white person says it. I like to use... Not out of a social justice warrior aspect, but just, like... Don't be a fucking tool. I like I like to use it with us, like in our group text, because it's ironic and it's like, like yeah. what up, well, fam? And okay. we would never say that. Our issue, and I imagine this is a big issue for everybody out there, which is we obviously do that. Say things like, what's up, dog? Yeah. Like, you know, when that was a popular thing, we were just right behind it because we were making fun of it. Yeah. But what happens is you keep using it ironically. Then all of a sudden, you just are using it naturally, and that's how you talk to your friends. Nah, I don't think that will ever happen. I do that all the time, Kevin. Well, I always pick up words that I think are funny and use them ironically, and then all of a sudden, I'm still saying, what up, dog, years later. Yeah, I call people big dog for a while. What's going on, big guy? But Yeah, but I mean, it still just fucking drives me crazy. Like, when people like tweet that, mm-hmm. when someone tweets out fam or yeah. bae, it's like, god damn it, dude. What up, fam? It's like, you don't, you don't have an original thought, do you? Yeah. Like. It's like, you don't want to be kind of original and, like, use your own words and be unique and, yeah. like, have a personality no that people can't no place in the same box as everybody else. No family before. What's a family? Be unique, you know? Be the first guy ever to do that. What if you go PH fam? Oh, yeah, fam. What up, fam? What up, fam? You got some, fam. Like, you got some fucking real saliva in your mouth. Yeah. Fam. Fam. Yeah. So, I'm on board, yeah. I'm yeah, real just, fucking tired of fad words. Me too. And there's always more of them. Everything's yeah. a fucking fad now. I know. Well, that's that's what millennials traffic in. I mean, everybody's always traffic, trafficked in fads. 
But fads spread so quickly through the internet yeah. that they burn out at the same rate. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. So, and it's exhausting to keep up with. And so I just said, fuck it. Try to get rid of my Facebook. If I didn't have a real estate thing, I would absolutely delete the fuck out of my Facebook. Go the Ari Shafir out and go back to flip phones. I did that for a while. I, I, I had a smartphone, went back to a flip phone for a while. And then it's like you just can't even get anything done no. anymore yeah. without having a smartphone because, but which is not true, but it kind of is. Well, you either have to have your smartphone or you have to have a flip phone in your laptop at all times. My dad has two phones. Any business. Yeah. One's well, a flip phone, one's not. Your dad's a fucking maniac. <laughs> yeah. So that's not. No, that's true. Let's not fucking compare him to anybody. Yeah, Roger that. Um, I guess we should get on to our third I suppose. grievance. Unless you had something to add about no, you. I'm like you, much, uh, I'll pretty much milk that pretty cow, much dry. That cow dry. Okay. Uh, my third grievance would be that in every friend group, there's always one friend who's still your friend, of course, but all they talk about is one or two fucking things. You and your other friends are trying to have just like a flowing conversation. Let's kind of grow as people and have other yeah. conversations. And they're just scrolling their phone like, guys, I found another fucking deal. Yeah. Shit like that. I get, that bothers me. Yeah, no. The people, yeah. I don't know if you heard me got heated, but I got yeah, heated no. out of fucking it, nowhere. It got hot in here. Yeah. No. That's an annoying thing because obviously they're your friend and like you, yeah. you enjoy spending time with them. So you invite them on your things. They don't like, literally always talk no, about it. Yeah. But, but like 90% yeah, of the time. Yeah. So you keep around for that you 10%. You keep them around and you, you're like, they're one of your good friends. You love having them around. Yeah. But then like, you're having a conversation. You're with like your other friends. Yeah. And they, they want to be a part of the conversation because yeah. they're in the friend group. Yeah, but they can't add but to the they're conversation because they they're not... They don't want to talk about what you're talking about. Or they just weren't paying attention because they were so So instead of letting your conversation like play itself out, they interrupt you yeah. to talk about something completely different that has to do with the one thing that they're always talking about. It's like, can you not see that we're having a conversation over here, like a real one that we're both interested in? We're yeah. making eye contact and speaking to each other and you just... Cut it off to talk about some fucking deal that you're probably not gonna end up making. Yeah. It's like, and or you're gonna tell me some deal yeah, that check I this should out. make. It's like I'm no, I'm doing something over here. I'm having a conversation over here. And but it just comes from they at least the person I'm thinking of. It's a lack of attention. They want to jump back in because they can't contribute, but they want to be a part of it. Yeah. It's an attention thing. It's a lack of. Lack of, not awareness, lack of being, like, lack of being a part of the group. Yeah, you're like, singling yourself out yeah. way too much instead of just being with everybody else. Yeah. Which is the key to a good conversation. It's like, if you want to bring up that conversation, at least wait for this one to die out first. Yeah. Wait for us to, like, yeah. stop, in, not in the middle of our conversation over here. I know this is a petty little airing of grievances, oh, but I, I really want to be petty about this. I'm not going to be. That's what the airing of grievances is All for. All right, you know what? Then I'm going to air it's my grievances. It's for pettiness to shine. You know what? Kevin, I got to tell you something. The other day, we were, I'm not going to say who it was, but it was a group of us, and I said something. We were all, three of us were having a conversation. The other guy was kind of listening in, kind of on his phone, and we were having a pretty interesting conversation, I thought. 
he had said something earlier about his grades that we just kind of dismissed and not dismissed, but like it wasn't anything we wanted to talk about. Yeah, that, oh, cool, the, you the got a good grade. Yeah, yeah, it was just like nice, man. And so we just started talking, and then he figured out that he was kind of annoyed, not even annoyed, just like tired of the conversation where it was at because it didn't have anything he wanted to talk about. And he just goes, "Hey, you guys want to?" Or to one person who was in the conversation, he's like, "Hey, you want to hear what I uh, how I did on that test? What was on that test?" It's like, dude, <laughs> it was so blatant. Yeah, like. I was, we were we were having a great conversation. I can't remember exactly what it was about, but I remember it being like actually pretty substantial. And I was like, you know, this is a good conversation. I don't think my, that to myself, but you enjoy <laughs> while you're there. Yeah. No, and then the, he at just the time, jumps. This is a good conversation. You know, this yeah. is not one of our better conversations. That is the observer watching <laughs> the thoughts. Yeah. That's a perfect example. There you go. But anyways, yeah. um, but it was just like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. A, we already heard that you got a fine grade. We don't give a <laughs> all shit. All of us were here. We all heard it. Yeah. And, like, none of us responded to you then. Yeah. What made you think now is the perfect time to bring up that story? I'm again? sorry it's not about you, but at least wait for the conversation to be fucking over. Yeah. Dude, I got so pissed. I, uh, God. It takes everything you have not to just strangle those people sometimes. I spoke up about it, but... Well, yeah. It was such a petty thing to be frustrated about, even though on his end it was bullshit, but it was still, so I couldn't like really get angry about it, which is, that's a bad catch that goes along with it. Yeah, but you gotta party every once in a while, you know? You gotta yeah. make a few wigs and make an omelet. You gotta risk it to get a biscuit. Yeah, no biscuit was worth it. Um, my last grievance, yeah. and the last of all of our grievances... For now. For now. Well, well, again, if we want to air all of our grievances, we'd have to set aside 10, 15, 30 episodes. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, let's not. But that last grievance for now. For now. For me, it's a big thing. You're kind of on the other side of the, the argument on this one. A little bit. I hate people that have... Well, I don't hate people that have this, but it's a pet peeve of mine when people have an affinity for their high school... Like, after they're gone and graduated and nothing else at that high school involves them whatsoever. They don't have kids there. Everyone that they even went to school with has graduated. Like, high school is over for you. Move on. I moved on while I was in high school. But you're still saying, go Pirates. Yeah. Go go, uh, go Wildcats. Go Bulldogs. Go Bulldogs. Yeah, like that just grinds my gears. Drives me up a wall. And see, I get... That aspect of it, but... Like, when people try to brag me about state championships, it's yeah. like, dude, I don't give a shit. But, much like, you know, we're obviously huge fans of our college football team, the Beavs. The Beavers, Oregon State. Go Beavs! It's the exact same thing, and... and no, it's not. It sort of is. No, hear me not. out, Those hear me out. Those players we did. the best... A high school state champion Kevin, could if have it's a done team, fucking nothing. I know, but if it's a team you're on... You appreciate that they continue to win in the winning tradition that our school has always had. It's a satisfying, like, I'm glad to see that it's all still running the way that I remember it. That's kind of satisfying. It's like, because, you you know, you get nostalgic. You don't want things to change. And if you've got, like, a football team that just keeps killing it, why wouldn't you enjoy that? Same with basketball teams. Baseball teams. When I was, Cheerleading when I was on the football team, uh-huh. as a player, I... Could not have cared less whether we won or lost the football game. I know that. I just wanted... I stood on the sidelines with you while you're going, oh, they don't fucking call my name. Yeah, I just... I literally only was there because all my friends were there. It was a good after-school activity. 
I got. I hoped that we would run some pass routes, but we ran the ball every fucking time. We don't time. run pass routes. We, two to three A. <laughs> exactly. Well, they do now. They do now. now. They run like a spread offense. Well, yeah. After Chip Kelly showed that it could well, work right. with with lesser defenses and a really tight offense. Yeah, but I mean. Football, for me, all I want to do is catch passes. That's all I ever wanted to do in football, and I couldn't do that, so I hated football. Like, I was like, I'll be a tight end, because at least when we do pass, they're the ones that catch it. But I didn't realize I was going to have to block every other play. Yeah, when you play for that team. That sucks. Yeah, but I got to play linebacker. That was was pretty fun. There's no blocking Uh, linebacker. You just seek out... You just seek and destroy. Yeah, I That's don't. Fun. I don't want to be a linebacker either. Linebacker's I hate, I would fun. rather get tackled than tackle somebody mm-hmm. because when you tackle somebody, like you wrap up, God, everyone's just flying in and hitting you. It's like, dude, come on! I already got him. And there are few things sweeter, few things sweeter in this life that we have than an unassisted open oh. field fucking tackle. That this is a the pure most sweet tackle. It is yeah. it is pure dominance in front of a crowd. It's badass yeah. as shit. Oh, yeah. I only had a couple, but I remember each one <laughs> in perfect detail. Like those are the greatest days of my life. Yeah, I laid a kid out. Well, he was running down the sideline, and I just kind of like ran up, and I'm not gonna put a shoulder into anybody, but I like lowered it and pushed him. I'm really glad he, went, you <laughs> he went flying because he was running down the sideline. Lovely curious of you. Well, I'm not. I know. I just give you a hard time. I just give you a hard time. But like, I he like went flying because he was running. You know, like if you're running and you barely get like off balance, you just go. Oh yeah, you just top. Yeah, you was doing that. You're running, especially if you're on the sideline, you're running thin feet. He gave him a nice shove and he just fucking flew. I was like, yeah, that was pretty satisfying. (laughs) But uh, yeah, but but I had a great time in high school. I had so, a great time in high school. And so I'm nostalgic sports. for it. So when I see my old high school, it only brings back good memories. And so I still associate with I'm it. I'm nostalgic with my high school memories. I love my high school memories. But I don't give a fuck about the high school now that yeah. I went to. Because those kids are making their own memories. They're doing whatever. But, like, I don't care about them. Yeah, but it was the best six years of our life. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember... Plus summers. Yeah. I remember I... (laughs) I remember that I wrote a song one time, and it happened to have real vaguely to do with the kind of subject that our mascot was about. Yeah. And our old principal, who was just a diehard fucking... Alum! High school! Yeah, Yeah, alum. Alum alum would be... Diehard alum. Diehard alum. He goes, you wrote that for us, didn't you? And it's like, sure, man, totally. Whatever helps you sleep at night. But no, no. not at that fucking didn't all. That crossed my mind one time. It's like, that's a really I interesting wonder, connection you made with that lyric. Like, there's a guy at my work that loves his high school 1A baseball. Like, he was bragging about how their 1A baseball team hasn't lost a game this year. He's like, I don't know why they're not number one in the state. It's like, probably because they're 1A and they don't fucking play anybody. How about that? Where I go on your side of it? And he's like 63, probably. Okay. Like, out of high school forever. Kids no longer in high school. It's just... I do have a problem with it when it's like your life and you're like, I wonder how, uh, you know, wonder how the fucking Eagles are going to do this year. Like, how are they going to do But at the same time, I'm not going to be a hypocrite and not tell you. This year, I work with a lot of guys from our rival schools, you know, yeah. Amity, Sheridan, all that. Yeah, tell them. We won the state championship. 
Goddamn I'm right we did. Goddamn I right we did. I ripped him for a week about who won the state championship game. Yeah. No, I get that. Yeah. So I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna partake because I like we like victory. I like you can't blame us for I that. I like poking people. I like poking people where they're sensitive. You know? Obviously, getting a, getting a little rise out of them. Yeah. It's one of my favorite things to do. Get actually. a rise out of folks. Yeah. You're like like, uh, like yeah, yeast. You're like yeast. You get a rise out. I got of a people. yeast infection. Catch the fever. We'll see you <laughs> after the break. <laughs> Under the influence of the ayahuasca tea, we were reunited with our fallen comrades. Through the lens of the pineal gland, they assured us, Fear not, for the bird you seek is near. But take caution, for the more desperately you seek it, the more elusive it becomes. Until you allow yourself to be found, you will not find the sacred bird. Only once you can simply be will the bird find you. Suddenly... Everything vanished, and I was standing on the edge of infinity. I am. They were. Life is. Worth it, turkey. Welcome to Flavor Country. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We are going to discuss now PC culture or politically correct culture, and how it's ruining America. I agree. It starts out as an attempt to be, you know, kind of inclusive to everybody. Which I have no problem with. And it just, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Include totally, totally, everybody, totally. I don't care, unless you're fucking weird. Yeah, as long as you're not being weird to me. Yeah. You do you. Yeah. You know, all you gotta do is worry about yourself. The point is... Um, when you do, when you start, you know, a trend like that, um, it's almost fundamentalist in nature where they focus on every word instead of what it means. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they focus on the words themselves instead of checking the context, uh, checking when they said it, where they were, what the time was like, what the kind of general yeah. attitude was. They that act time. like you can't. That's they, fundamentalist. They man. act like you can't say these words in these exact in this sequence. Yeah. You can't say these words in this sequence ever. It's never funny, it's never appropriate, it's never anything but wrong. Yeah. Well not all that is such a ridiculous statement. Yeah. Anything at the right time is the funniest thing ever. If you laugh, it can't be wrong. No. That's it's as simple as that. That's the only point of comedy. If you laugh, <coughs> you did your fucking job. Whether you wanted to laugh is different. But if you laughed... Yeah, then it's funny. It did its job. Especially if... If you, one person laughs, yeah. it did its job. Not if you laugh. If one person laughs, it obviously was a joke. Yeah. Well, unless it's some extreme cases, but why would you ever judge anything by extreme cases? Yeah. Same goes for pretty much everything else law-wise. No. Like, pe- people that get offended... By like rape jokes, it's like obviously everyone knows rape is bad. Yeah. Nobody's rooting for rape except for rapists. But I can laugh at a joke if it's funny and about rape. Yeah. Not only that, let's say if you it's could... well crafted. Yeah. And has a good punchline. Yeah. 
Let's say it's a racist joke. Shocker. Let's say it's a racist joke, and you've got two different guys saying it. One guy is clearly a racist. The other guy is, is telling a joke. Just by looking at it, you could easily tell the difference between the two. It's like, that's a joke. That guy, that other guy, really fucking means what he's saying. Yeah. If you can't tell the difference between somebody being serious and somebody joking, you got to get your head fucking checked. Yeah. No. It, uh, like, Daniel Tosh, the shit that he says. Yeah. It's so fucked up. Like, if you take him literally. But, but he walks you how through. How could you yeah. ever take him literally at, when he's holding your hand, guiding you through his sarcasm, like, letting you know at every stop that he doesn't mean anything that he's saying yeah. without ever actually having to say that. So yeah. since he never actually says it, fucking stupid people think that he means it. Yeah. It's like, he's in the job of stand-up comedy. comedy. Like, nobody's putting a racist on the air, an obvious racist. Yeah. Nobody's doing Because they're not going to be funny. Because yeah. Because they're too stupid. Yeah, you could tell what real racism looks like. His name's Jeff Sessions. Excuse me. <laughs> We're on the wrong subject. Um, I want to get back to that comedy thing, but I want to jump back real quick to just the way that judging words themselves... Um, and being offended by certain words, what those social justice warriors and those people who are just, you know, word cops, <laughs> what they do more than anybody is make the world more racist. Because they divide it into groups. You can't say that. Only black people can say that. You can't do that. That's an Asian thing. You're, you're appropriating fucking Mexican culture. I love Mexican culture. I love Mexican culture. I it's would, basically a part of my culture. I, I grew would, up working with Mexicans. I would pick Mexican culture over American culture. I love Mexican Any culture. Day it's, I feel really at home with them. Me too. Like, they God. just like to drink and eat and party. Work hard too. Yeah. They're hard working, good food eating. Beer drinking full. Beer drinking good time and people. Yeah. No, I love the Mexican and, culture. When everybody goes, no, 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 you can't say that. You gotta be offended by that. You can't keep saying. You can't say you love Mexican culture. You gotta, you gotta stick to your own. You gotta stick to your <coughs> own. You can only talk about what yeah. white people talk about. Mexicans, they can do well. I mean, everybody else who's not white can say talk about whatever they yeah. want for the most part. But white people, you gotta stay. You gotta stay within your own. You can't talk yeah. about anybody else's culture, even though it's all super interesting. Like why? When did white people start throwing white privilege in my face? Yeah, I'm not saying black it's not people, true. Black people can throw white privilege in my face. Yeah. White people cannot. No. Because they fucking get it too, whether they want to believe it or not. Just yeah. by being white, that's what white privilege is. Yeah. So don't throw it in my face when you fucking get it too. And yeah. I'm making a joke. It's Well, not only that, it's like we're aware that we, we wish it could be equal. Yeah. We really do. That would make the world a better place if it was equal between everybody. If, if I had can't a big, control it, though, you don't have to tell us. We fucking know. If, and we're not, like, jazzed about it necessarily. I mean, it's obviously a little <laughs> better. Otherwise, everybody wouldn't want it. But, like, if, if everyone saw the world through our point of view, then everyone would be equal. So we understand that, like, everyone is equal and should be equal. Yeah. But we also can see that that's not the case. Like, the evidence... Clearly shows that that is not the case. Yeah. So we can acknowledge that and make a joke about it also. 
Yeah, well, and like, uh, pretty much every psychologist and anybody who deals with this kind of study, probably unanimous, at least unanimous, okay, they unanimously agree, is all I'm trying to say. And they agree on the fact that everybody is at least a little racist. Not necessarily in a bad way, but possibly. I mean, for some it is in a bad way, but yeah. everybody is. Every last person on earth, because as you develop as a human, humans recognize patterns. Humans recognize, you recognize differences because back in the day, you had, you to. had to, yeah, you were always checking the trees, you know, you didn't, you had to watch your back at all times. And so anything different from you, you had to be wary of. So it's a completely natural thing that that's the way that people act, especially since we have different languages, and different cultures. If you think about it, if we, when we were fucking Neanderthals or whatever we were, Homo sapiens before Homo sapiens, mm. but if there were black ones and white ones of those, mm. and they're barely above chimps and below humans, the color is probably gonna be a determining factor for them. Yeah, it it looks different from them. Why yeah. wouldn't you notice that? Yeah, it doesn't even necessarily ma- it doesn't make it bad at all. No, it's just something that's different than me. But the thing is, is we evolved past that into Homo sapiens, mm. where everyone is now equal. But the stupid fucking, some of the stupid fucking white and blacks from a long time ago still don't see that. Yeah. They never evolved past that. Everybody, yeah. And if everybody could, I can't put it into words. It's, I had it. Another thing that pisses me off is when like someone says like you can't say that word ever. Mm -hmm. Like gay. It's or gay. retarded, or faggot, or anything like you. Yeah. You can say those words. Those words don't actually hurt anybody. No. Like. First of all, word-wise, nothing can hurt anybody. Yeah. If they learn to go. Oh, that doesn't matter. Uh, well, not only does it not matter, but like anybody being rude to you or you know mean to you or whatever, it's a defect in them that's causing them to do it. It's not you. Yeah. And so if everybody could just learn, like, nobody's fucking with anybody who's not already <laughs> more miserable about it. Yeah. And, uh, it's, <sighs> lost it again. But I mean, like, when, like, when someone says they get offended by the word gay, it's like, it, gay doesn't mean anything, like, gay to me. Gay yeah. just means, like... Like, this is why you can't say it, because gay means, like, that sucks. Yeah. But, like, that doesn't... I, I don't think that gay people suck. No. I just think that, like, that's gay means that it's, sucks. It's just a nice combination of words. You get across a lot... Yeah. ...with a with few words. That's just word economy. Yeah. Deal or with it. Or retarded. Like, why... Yeah. Some things are retarded. Okay. I don't think you should ever call... No. A mentally handicapped person. Retarded. But if you say that in the privacy of your own home, how about it? To your friends, tell me. Let I want to know one. Rip, 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 I want to know. I want to meet the person who doesn't think at least they have one friend who's just a fucking retard. Yeah. Find me one person yeah. who thinks they don't at least know one fucking retard. Yeah. No. Everybody. Yeah. There's no reason to be the dead. You know, that horse is pretty much dead at this point. But uh, Kick it while it's down. Yeah. It's also important that it doesn't go unaddressed that when you make a word 
especially charged, let's say. It doesn't matter what the word is, but bad words and then racist words. So it goes, obviously it goes words, you got bad words, then you've got racist, racist words. words. That's pretty much as bad as it gets. Yeah. Um, but the point is, if nobody ever made the word cunt a bad word, if that just went through like life, but nobody is so, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, it's definitely less. All the time. Yeah. Like, everything's a cunt. Yeah it's, yeah, it's way less of a big deal, which proves not every word has to be that bad because other parts of the world use the same word for the same reason, basically. Yeah. All the time. And they just think it's cool. Yeah, it's like, fuck over here. Yeah, and... Like cunt over there. I'm not saying that... Down under. I'm not saying that as an opportunity to then start using racist words casually, hey. But, but if we toss them out there every once in a while... <laughs> Maybe we get the ball rolling. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, they do that, and I think they're gather at rallies. Yeah. We should go to one of those. But, uh... We do not support the We plan. do not. Yeah, let's be very clear. We do not endorse the We plan. do not. No, we're way... If you haven't figured out already where we stand on that kind of shit, you're fucking dumb as shit, and you don't belong listening. Yeah. Uh, you don't belong... You're not looking for a good time. You're not looking for a good, time, a good time with the good time and buds. Yeah. Um... But what I was trying to say is when you give certain words a special power, like when you say this word about that kind of person, A, you're pointing out how these people need to be offended by it. Yeah. You're shaming one person. You're creating enemies where there doesn't necessarily need to be. Yeah. Granted, sometimes they say it wrong. We can all tell when that's the case. And then do justice should happen. But if it's a joke... Why create an enemy when it's clearly just not a... If there's going to be the tension there, yeah. like there's obviously the tension. What was humor even created for? At least for? play off of the tension. Yeah. Let a comedian do or say whatever he wants without any... Not without any repercussions because that's whatever. But like without any fight back, without any pushback, if it's funny and well-crafted. Yeah. In, in good taste. Even if it's not funny. But they they were doing it in good taste and they just didn't... It just didn't land right. Mm -hmm. But it clearly isn't racist. Let it go. Well, not only... Like, yeah. You can easily tell when someone is meaning offense or not. And I'm going to spoil it for a lot of you. Most of the time, stand-up comedians are not being serious. Like, yeah. Sorry to burst they your bubble, but, it's, but comedians tell jokes. I don't know. Comedians tell jokes. You heard of that, Kevin? Yeah. I heard comedians tell jokes. Sarcasm. Yeah. Big fan of it, actually. Yeah. Um, so, what, what were you just saying? Racial slurs. Right after that. Right before what I just said. I don't know, ladies and gentlemen, but... So, in its purest form comedy is nothing more than just making people laugh because of a dire situation I mean not yeah. necessarily dire well but right. comedy is meant to take something that could be grim I mean okay in its purest form comedy is taking something grim and making it light Funny. because it's cheering you up. In its purest form, comedy is cheering my you up. My family has no matter the content. My like my family has always dealt with tragedy. You just gotta like make a joke about it and like rally the troops and like, keep going. I yeah. guess, but like, there's no need to dwell on it. Once it's happened, it's like yeah, 
You've got the perfect tool in your fucking... Yeah. You make a joke and let's go. Yeah. It's like I can continue to feel bad. There's nothing better than like, if you look at something sad and you're like about to cry or like you're crying and someone tells a joke... That just makes you laugh through your tears. Yeah. There's no reason you want to be laughing at that moment. But you have to because the joke, the like laughter is a natural response to something that's funny. Why would anybody be against that type of joy? Not just joy, but involuntary joy. It's so funny that it just compels you. Or I hate when people make fun of someone's laugh. Yeah. Because when you that's make... Cold. That's, that's fucking cold. That person man. is enjoying life at that moment. Yeah. And you shame them for Why it. would you ever shame anybody yeah. for their laugh? Paradoxically, there's also the person who has the most infectious laugh that technically you laugh at their laughter. Yeah. Technically, you're laughing at them, but it's a different form, and so ev- the laughter just grows until everybody is dying in their seats. That's the height of joy. Yeah. And you could have a million dollars or a zero dollars, the feel or a zero dollar. This the feeling is the exact same. And that's where that's where you need to put your dude your shit. One of the man. purest levels of joy is when you first start smoking weed and the first time you get the giggles and you just yeah. can't stop laughing and nothing nothing funny even has to happen. You oh. just start giggling. You get the case of the giggles. And then you can't get rid of them. And you laugh. The case of the giggles is simultaneously the most enjoyable slash frustrating time yeah. of your life. Yeah. Especially if everybody else has stopped laughing. Yeah. <laughs> or if they never started. Yeah. And you're just, you just got a case of the giggles. I do that a lot. Yeah. I just start fucking good, good, good giggling. I'm down myself. to get a giggle I'm going. I'm down to get a giggle going. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no. That's giggly, pure giggly, joy, giggly, too. Giggly. That's pure joy. Yeah, and uh, the world could use a lot more of that. A lot more giggling. They could use a... Just giggle. Yeah. I mean, in the time that we live in, threats of nuclear holocaust, what are you going to do? Are you going to hang your head low, or are you going to try to have a good fucking time? Yeah. You're going to go out and you're going to get a giggle going. Yeah. You're going to go out and get a giggle going. Let's call... Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> each one of you, you go out in your streets in your hometown, maybe not your hometown, you go where you live, get a game of going. We'll see you after the break. Yeah, I see you, sitting on the couch, smoking the reefer. And wait, you're starting to get a little paranoid. Is he talking about me? Yeah, I'm talking to you. Life's not going the way you expected, huh? You're not fulfilling your dreams. Life is passing you by. What can I do? You pull yourself up, shake off the dust, walk to the mirror, Look yourself in the eye and ask yourself one question. Am I worth it? Turkey, welcome to Flavor Country.
This commercial brought to you by Mickey Kush. You are back with the Good Time and Buds. And now we are going to tell you a little bit about our trip to San Diego. Oh, it's, uh, I mean, I want to put every trip we've ever done in as a top five trip, but I mean, that's right up there. The Holy problem shit. with this one is it was only me and you. Yeah. And one other good time and bud. One other good time and bud. The other stories are usually all of us, except for this other good time and bud, which is odd. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, no. It, uh, so essentially me and our other good time and bud, Russ, we, uh, we were about, we, him and I had talked a long time about going down to Southern California. I'm a huge fan of Southern California. I love pop punk music. I love all the bands from San Diego. You know, you got Sublime, which I think is from another San Diego. Uh, the the right point is... Chili Peps or something. Yeah, Chili there. Peps. Just all... Yeah. Oh, Big of, fan of the OC. Oh, the OC's uh, got Kevin everything. and I both. Uh, it's got the everything. OC's got everything. It's got Sandy Cohen. It's got hot chicks. Uh, it's got fighting. Drugs. It's got it drinking. Rock and roll. Yeah, it's got... It's got Sandy's eyebrows. Sandy's eyebrows are a sight to behold. It's got Summer and yeah, Seth. Yeah, it's got Summer, Seth. Marissa's kind of a bitch. Yeah, she's Seth. But, uh, you know, she keeps the story moving. I had yeah. Cam Dragande for a while. It's, yeah. It's just... It was, it's got everything. It's got everything. Uh, but the point is, so, I love Southern California. And uh, Russ and I were talking about, we need to go to Southern California. We are planning a trip. And... Uh, well, it was for his buddy's graduation. Is that what it was? His buddy was graduating. Oh, okay. Fergani, Fergalicious. Was graduating. He graduated for that. Yeah, he was yeah. graduating. Was graduation party, I guess. Well, yeah. It was, well, between we us. We wanted to go before he was gone. Like, yeah. while we had it in. Yeah. So you guys were planning on going. Because we knew that he had a, a, basically a beach house. Yeah. In so San Diego. you guys were planning on going. And I happened to come over to your house. When while you guys we were, were planning, planning buying plane tickets. Plan, you, yeah, you guys were buying plane tickets. And you guys just kept telling me to buy one. I was like, I don't have enough money. Like, I have like $300. A round ticket flight costs like 210 So, like, I'll have like $130 after I buy this ticket. And he was like, dude, just come. Like, we'll make it work. Just come. Just... So, I was like, all right, fuck it. I bought a plane ticket. We were supposed to, originally we were supposed to leave on like Thursday. We ended up leaving like Wednesday morning or something. Yeah. And got there Wednesday at like two. Yeah. So I bought my plane ticket. And like I'm still, we're all in college still. Yeah. So I call no my, I call my mom like, hey, by the way, like I'm going to San Diego Heads on up. Wednesday, and she yeah. was like, oh well, okay. Uh, do you have enough money for that? And I was like, I mean, I bought a plane ticket, and yeah, I'm, I'm gonna make it work. See what happens. She's like, okay. So the day comes and we're all, we wake up at like 6 a.m. to go to the airport to get there like two hours early to just drink. Yeah. So we got there way early and we start drinking and my mom texts me. Head straight to the bar. My mom texts me and says, hey, uh, your dad just put some money in your account. It was great grandma's inheritance. (laughs) And so I looked at my bank account and I got a thousand dollars. From my great grandma. I tell you what, somebody fucking perked up. I was leaving for San Diego, and how opportune! Yeah, thank you, grandma, for allowing me to go on that trip. Grandma, number one gift you ever could have given me. Yeah, (laughs) but so we start drinking, 
Get, get on the plane. Hold on. What are we? What are we drinking? I mean, uh, let's see. So the three of us, we each, all, each one of us got a double Bloody Mary. Yeah. That's what we started with. You didn't like yours. No. So Russ and I got to you, split it. And I got a. You jumped towards a screwdriver. Screwdriver is a screwdriver. Yeah. Screwdriver. Then we went over to that other bar. Yeah. We all got tequila sunrises. We all got tequila sunrises. That's right. Pounded those. Yeah. I think we got another drink, but it wasn't all the same thing. No. And then, so then we go to our gate. We get on the plane. And we order. And we say to ourselves, we're going to San Diego. Well, we're going to like have. a one hour flight? N- no, it's way longer than that. No. Did we have a layover? Oh, yeah, we, we did, did because we moved. We landed in Sacramento. Yeah. So. So we had a short flight. Short flight to Sacramento. And our agreement was we would all hours. buy one round on the plane. Yeah. So I bought a double whiskey and Coke. And Russ bought a double whiskey, whiskey and Coke for everybody. Coronas. And you bought a Corona. Yeah. In, hot, in retrospect, it was yeah, you, yeah. We were like, well, that's... I made up for it, though, when we ordered it again. Yeah, I mean, whatever. But, so we're all fucking... So we're flying. And when we get to the layover... We're so, it's all a layover, so it's a layover where you stay in the plane. Yeah, you just, yeah. Everybody else has exited. It's the three of us just sitting in a row. And they just, told us we could move wherever we wanted. They so were like, they go, we're obviously going to the exit row. Exit row. More leg room. Yeah. And we're hammered. Oh, well, we're not hammered, but we're feeling. We're feeling real good. We're talking to strangers on the plane, if yeah. that lets you know where we're at. Yeah. So we're at just that point. We're at that point, and they're like, you bad guys think you can handle it? And we we're just like, like Hell yeah. with the most confidence in the world, we're like, yeah, we can handle this. And I don't want to say the name of the airline because theoretically that could be a danger of having people drinking <laughs> man in the exit rows. Yeah. But the point is this. They were having it. The people who ran this, uh, who were the actual stewards and stewardesses, flight attendants were excellent. They were just like, they kept serving us drinks yeah. and they, their only caveat was, you boys up to the challenge of taking on the exit row? We said, fuck yeah. yeah. They go, all right, what can we get you to drink? Yeah, <laughs> and we just kept ordering drinks. So we just drinks. kept ordering drinks, jiving with the way, with the stewardesses on the way down. And uh, anyways, that was just the flight. And finally, we land, we land in, in San, San Diego, Diego, and we go out to find our We kind of hot, I want to toss this out there, with one of the greatest songs I've heard in a long time, Coasting by Zion One. Remember that song? That was you and Russ. Oh, shit. I was not on the iPod. Holy shit. I was shit. just in my own little fucking world over there. It's a good song. Yeah, I, but that's... I, that doesn't matter to me. Yeah. But we land... I forgot you weren't. Yeah, okay. We land, and we go to find our ride, who, for three grown-ass, not exactly petite men... Yeah. He has a tiny Ford Ranger... With one front seat and two little back seats. We've got bags. So me and you are just like staring at each other. Can't yeah. move. No shit. The second we get in, he goes, wow, you guys reek of booze. We're like, yeah, we fucking partied on the plane. Yes. And then he was like, all right, I'm going to take you to this authentic Mexican food Authentic place. Mexican food. We fucking go there. And it's it's a place where they serve French fries in the burrito. Yeah, it's just a cheap San Diego is like 13 miles from the Mexican border. Yeah. They're known for their Mexican and food. He and he us takes there. us to a fast food French fry fucking burrito place. Yeah. What kind of goddamn disrespect is that? Yeah, and we're like, well, dude, this is not that much better. This is the exact same that we took you to when you visited us in Corvallis. This is the kind it's of like- burritos that we drink late night, 3.30 in the morning. Yeah. After just so you don't puke. Being at the bar, just so you don't puke. Yeah. Wreaks havoc on your insides. Yeah, that's where he took us. So he takes us there first. 
And we start to lose our buzz because we're driving around. Yeah, we're just driving around going to old Mexico town or whatever. Yeah, so then we finally go back to his place. We're not there long because we know the first day we're going to the baseball. Well, we're, yeah, we're, so we drink we a start drinking, at his yeah. place. And then he he has to study yeah, he has to because study he has a final the next day. That's right. So he drives us to the baseball just game. Just drops us off at the Padres And drops game. us off. And we just we all have flasks. Yeah. And we all just like kind of start walking in. And it was college night. So we got special cheap tickets That's up right. in the college section, and then we bought a bunch of mini coke, and we got, for and we got cheap beer too. Yeah, because it was college night. Yeah. So yeah, we were having a great time at the baseball game. Yeah. It was the Padres and the Dodgers. Yeah. And we kept yelling, "Let's go, dads!" Let's go, dads! Let's go, dads! This is America, last I fucking checked. Yeah, let's go, dads! So that fucking happened, and then he came and picked us up. Yeah. And then, and then we, we went. And then we went to their. We forgot the right before we right when we got back to his house. We went over to the bar that was oh, yeah. across the street. Before we even say that, he lives in a one point two million dollar rental house, three bedroom house, a hundred yard, two hundred yards from the beach. On either side. On either side, yeah, he lives in kind of a peninsula or some sort yeah. of strip of land. And anyways, you walk out his front door. And the bar is literally across the street. And then the convenience store where they sell liquor. Where they sell liquor. They do not sell liquor in the in the convenience stores here in America. Or in, in America. America. Here in Oregon. Here in Oregon. So in California, they sold the alcohol in the convenience yeah. store across the street. We had everything we needed within like 200 yards. And what he considered a long walk to us was like halfway across campus. It was where nothing. We, yeah. It's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, I have to make this walk between classes. And he had just, the, the, so the bar's name was the Beachcomber. The Beachcomber. Shout out to the Beachcomber. The Comer. Yeah. And uh, they had a sweet, what was he, like some sort of German or Irish bartender? I don't know, he played rugby. Him and Russ driving about rugby for they hours. They a lot of rugby. Wasn't his name like Dane or something? I think it was Dane. I think it was Dane. Yeah, he was, uh, he was a good guy. Poured us free, t- gave us... Like three pitchers for yeah. five guys. We're like, oh, these ones are on the house. Yeah, like, solid fuck dude. Yeah, and um, it's just a shame that he doesn't have that house anymore. Yeah, but, that was uh, a sweet location. Yeah, but, but so the first night ended. Yeah, we woke up the next day, hungover, of course. Our buddy had to go. Fergalicious had to go take his final. So oh, Fergalicious defecation. Yeah, so we went out and we uh, went and got breakfast and stuff. Just the three yeah. of us. And we went to the beach because we wanted to check out the beach. Yeah. We came back and told Fergani that we went to the beach and he called us freshmen. Yeah, it's, it's like, like fuck let me get this straight. You live on the Southern California coast in Sandy fucking Ego. And you don't go to the beach? And you don't go to the beach. He lives two blocks from literally the Pacific Ocean. He's making fun of us for living life. Yeah. When he has the it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. But then... But, well, when we were at the beach, uh, Russ... We were all hungover, of course. Yeah. Russ was so hungover, dives into the waves, gets up. Salt water in his mouth, gets a big gulp. Fucking just I stands up, in the up ocean. and pukes right back into the ocean. Yeah. He's like, I just threw up in the ocean. And we go, all right, let's go get drunk. So, and, uh, so then we started gearing up for the next night, in which case we got... Oh, before that, during, or right after that, we went to um, the, the apartment, or, you know, his, his place... Where he had the two-story four-man bong. Or oh, beer, beer bong, bong. Beer bong. Yeah, we did the beer bong. It's a two-story of like two-inch plastic pipe connected to a valve. 
connected to some sort of funnel at the top. You just pour the beer in. It was two stories, four man. Uh, yeah. it's, it's a pretty do-it-yourself kind of project. So the Good Time Buds recommend that you guys go out and make your own and uh, yeah. crank it, up the good times. It would take a lot of beers to fill that thing. Yeah, but ooh, I was thirsty. Well, yeah. Anyways, very refreshing. And then that night, um, we got nice and fucked up. We went to the Beachcomber first, and then we are like, we're going to call an Uber. Oh, yeah. We went, I don't remember the places we went, but we went to like clubs. We went to a bunch of clubs. And I wasn't, I was not feeling the clubs. I was feeling I was way too fucked up. Yeah, I was way too fucked up and in a new environment. I've never been in an Uber before. Yeah, oh, yeah. Those two guys were getting in a fight outside. Yeah. And then Russ fucking started getting into it. Uh, Yeah. Well, yeah, but they were fucking classic fucking frat Southern California tarts. I'll just tell my dad. It's not what I can do to you. It's what my dad can do to you. And Russ goes, I'll just shoot him. Yeah, just point blank. And, and that was like, the end of that conversation. And then, yeah, we got in the fucking Uber and left. And then the next day, Fergani did not have to take a final. So we had all day to just yeah. hang out. And his other two buddies came in. Fucking playing some yeah. beer pong, little baseball. We started baseball. playing beer pong. We went out to that place to get brunch. Yeah. Oh. And we all just started. All right, ladies and gentlemen. We, we all just started drinking Heavily. Everything was the pretext to this part of the story. Of the story. We get to the restaurant. And it's right, right on the beach. It's right on the beach. There was that Nobody's... Buzz Lightyear looking fucking waiter oh, that God. just had. Oh, he was the ultimate Southern the California. Ultimate like, hey, bro. Yeah, probably like 34 were <laughs> righteous, man. And fucking Oakley's with spiked yeah. hair. Looked like Buzz Oakley's Lightyear. Oakley's with spiked hair. Like, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. yeah. You kept calling Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. And so, so anyways, right on the beach, nobody's there for some reason, so we basically have a wrong place. We got like one of the VIP... We got a VIP... Lounge. Lounge, yeah. And so they just start feeding us drinks. Just feeding us Everything drinks. And as it so happens, a good time and buzz are thirsty. The bartender would mess up a drink, they'd bring it to us. Yeah. On the house, we'd fucking... Like, drink hey, uh, we fucked up, uh, enjoy. Yeah. So we just kept drinking. It was us, Russ, and like three of Russ's buddies. And, and yeah, yeah, for malicious defecation. We're just getting fucked up. And waitresses are hot. We're jiving with them, just having a good time, just kind of going back and forth. And, and um, we got some lunch. And then we lunch. started talking about we needed something to remember our trip to San this Diego. This great trip. And uh, Russ, even before that, was harping on... Maybe get who, a tattoo. Who wants to get, like, a... Yeah. Not just get a tattoo, but who wants to get matching tattoos or yeah. some shit like that. Yeah. And, um... I wasn't feeling it. You didn't seem no. to be feeling it. Nobody was really feeling it, but Russ seemed to really want a tattoo. Yeah. And uh, So we and egged him on. Yeah, we, oh, obviously. We were drinking. Yeah. He was drinking. We'd egg him on sober. Yeah. but Oh, yeah. But drunk. So it's like, so. yeah, let's start brainstorming some ideas. And uh, we just start throwing out a bunch of bullshit like Johnny Depp running around. Johnny Depp is Captain Jack Sparrow running yeah. around. A whiskey a bottle. A whiskey saying, bottle. Why is the rum gone? So we go, Russ, why do you want that? And he goes, this is a conversation starter. <laughs> Yeah, so just real stupid drunk ideas, and then we hook into some. Austin is wearing a that's right bro tank We're just with a, a bro bunch tank. of cartoon Aladdin looking fucking parrots. Parrots, on it. that's right. Like with their wings spread, I'm like, dude, just get a parrot. We're in San Diego. Yeah. So Russ's idea is to just get a shitty white and black. Yeah, like outline of a the outline of a shitty cartoon parrot yeah. on his shoulder. 
And so we take that idea. And so we're not against that because it's still the idea of him getting a tattoo. So oh, I was yeah. like, yeah, man, it sounds great. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we would have wished he would go for something better, but it's like, yeah, man, you want to get a tattoo? Sounds great. Let's, we're, we're all drunk. Yeah. Let's go check it out. And again, the waitresses keep feeding us drinks because we're basically the only ones there. We're flirting with them. They're flirting back. Yeah. We're just, just general just, douchebaggery. Yeah. I mean, we're having a great fuck. This, it was. Fucking sunny. Yeah. And we're at the, we're on the beach. fucking beach. And San Diego Beach. Yeah. My grandma just died. Yeah. We were having it was, a it good, was a happy time. We were having a good time. Yeah. And then we fucking started he wanted to get he wanted to have like one more thing yeah. that represented the trip. So he wanted to get our waitresses initials. Yeah, because it was such a great epic lunch. I mean, the bill was like two fifty. Two four yeah. Two hundred and fifty bucks. Two hundred and fifty bucks. I mean we racked up our tab and so he's like, we need to commemorate this. We need to commemorate, you know, the waitresses, the yeah. hot waitresses that served us. Yeah. And uh so we're we're kind of discussing what he's gonna do on his tattoo. And then we decided that the parrot would be drinking a rum bottle because he really wanted the rum. Yeah. Some sort of yeah, but the point was just some he's drinking some liquor. Yeah. With a label that has her initials on it. Yeah. And her initials happen to be FML. FML. Fuck my life. I, which is the perfect abbreviation yeah. to have. But she told us that before we even told her the idea. So I don't think she was fucking... I don't think she was lying about her initials. No, I don't know her last like, name, but her first two names were Frances Marie something. Yeah. Something with an L. So it was FML, and she said it without hesitation. She, yeah. Like, she knows what our idea was. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And so then we're like, oh, well, our buddy is going to get a tattoo, and he wants to put your initials in it. And she was like... A groovy. She was like, okay, like, Send whatever. a picture or something. Yeah. And then our buddy goes, yeah, it's my first tattoo. You are literally popping my, my cherry. cherry. And she got this most uncomfortable She got deathly quiet. Left the table and never came back to us. She got deathly quiet. Yeah. Never came back to and, us. Uh, Had other waiters and waitresses come and wait on us. <laughs> yeah, we God. didn't see her again. No, we never saw her. We started the her. very end when we paid, and she goes, yeah, I guess I made a picture of that tattoo, and you get yeah. it or some shit. And so we go directly from the restaurant yeah. to the tattoo parlor. The first tattoo the parlor The first t- tattoo parlor seen. we saw, we walk in. We're, again, we're all just drunk, full yeah. Walk into this place like we've got a really general outline of an idea. Yeah. How can we put that how can we put that idea on this person? The tattoo artist. Just a big old fucking greasy Russian guy. Who I'm pretty sure it's illegal to tattoo people when they're drunk. Oh it totally is. Knew that we were drunk. Yeah. We were hammered drunk Obviously. at that point. He was bleeding like a sip. Yeah. That's what happened. And so get a we tell him the idea. We tell him the idea and we start fucking like just like yeah no this is all I want like he's like you want color like no just he's like you want shading like not really he's like all right look I'll do this tattoo but I'm gonna do it the way that I fucking want to do it he really cared about and like he drew it out it. yeah he drew it out and it looked fucking sweet it was beautiful yeah it's so fucking Russ is like yeah all right if you're gonna charge me the same price for that as you were my stupid fucking idea yeah I'll take that and yeah. have nice color and it was. No, 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 he offered to do it. It wasn't until he was done with the party promise to do that he went, I can't. Oh, then I he can't added the color? not add color. So he added color for free, which was like, would have been, that's like a $200 value. Yeah. But he's like, this guy was like an artist. Like, he really cared about what yeah. he was doing. So he's like, I'll give it to you for free because I can't let you walk out of here with it not having color because he had a great idea. 
again, the tattoo turned out great. But during the time that he was getting his tattoo... Well, we were like, oh, no, dude, we'll be there the whole time. Like, we'll watch it. In retrospect, we were dicks. Well, yeah, well... We were drunk. We didn't know We didn't know what was about to happen. We didn't know how long it was going to take. So we were in there for probably the first, I want to say, like, maybe 20 minutes. Maybe. Yeah. And then we'd get bored, so we'd take off. So we go, uh, we're going to go grab some food, because yeah. there's a place right next door. We'd go, like, place. up the street, like... Quite a ways, like probably like was six it? blocks. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was cool. And we all go in, the four of us, me, us, go, oh, no, Russ, and Russ's two friends oh, yeah. go out while Russ is fucking getting a tattoo <laughs> by himself because he was drunk. Yeah. We Pay, all we all get his own credit card. Yeah, he paid it all. Yeah. We all get our own get our own. We get a great meal. Satisfying. Yeah. yeah. And then we go back to the tattoo parlor, like, right as he's wrapping up. Yeah, and he goes, where's my food? And we were like, what? Shit. He said, where's my food? We didn't get him anything. No. This is not going to be necessary to the story, but later that night, because we were just drunk idiots, forgot his food, he made a quesadilla with no cheese, just jalapenos. plus jalapenos. <laughs> yeah. Flour tortilla, jalapenos, <laughs> hot sauce. Meanwhile, his fucking shoulder hurts because he's got a fucking cartoon parrot drinking, drinking rum. rum with the FML on it. Yeah. Fresh, coming down from being drunk, so he's in a hangover stage going, I've got a tattoo. People keep slapping him on the back. Keep slapping him on the back. He's digging in the fridge for jalapenos and tortillas, and uh, he's, and now he's got more tattoos. One covers his whole back. Yeah. And then... So that was our last night there. Yeah. So we all went out and then woke up the next morning. And Russ, who was in great discomfort, was just in a, not really a bad mood, just kind of in he a... He wasn't not in a bad mood. He was blacked out that morning. Yeah, yeah. He, he was blacked out. Blacked he forgot out. his iPod, his shampoo. He forgot his expensive shampoo and, and his, his iPod. iPod and a couple other things, but those are the big things. Yeah. Just threw all his shit in a bag. We leave for the airport. We don't get to sit together no, on the return journey. We were, we're all together the solo. whole flight there. We're, we're all shit. solo. Just dead. Probably the worst stage of our lives. Russ at the top, though, because he's also riding home with a painful shoulder due to the cartoon parrot on his shoulder yeah. permanently. He sat down, and the person next to him asked him, Are you okay? And his response was, No offense. But I literally can't talk to you right yeah. now. And he <laughs> fell asleep. <laughs> he slept the whole time. I couldn't sleep awake. I did, I had a cute girl next to me. Nice. And like we talked for like a minute. And then I was just like out. Catch you later. Yeah. Uh, she like started reading and put her head. The direct in. flight back, right? I think so. But I yeah, no, we were fucked up. And, but uh, fuck, dude. And so anyways... That Russ, was the Russ, most hungover I've been for probably, like, two days. Really? Yeah. With just, like, no money. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I got $1,000 from my grandma. Spent and I most of it. spent $1,000 yeah. there. Like, it was almost crazy how little I came back with. And then uh, when, we, when we got back... Uh, well, it's not really necessary for the story, but uh, there, was a, there was a song... Would have never. It does. It's not a good enough story to tell about. I never would have got that tattoo, Justin Moore. Oh yeah, 
What song? If I'd have never had a couple that night, I'd have never heard. So it, normally it's if I'd have never had a couple that night, I'd never talk to you. Yeah. But but Kevin and I are a big shotgun fan. And driving. shotgun. And you're driving. Yeah, I'm driving. Russ is, Russ is dying in the back, back. Dead. Yeah. And me and Austin. We're just peppy. Feeling good. Yeah, we feel good because we just had a great trip to San Diego and yeah. we don't have tattoos. Yeah. That song comes on and we're always changing the lyrics to always songs lyrics. to just make it funnier General to bullshit, us. Yeah. yeah. And at the exact same time we hear that chorus, we both If I'd have never had idea. a couple that night, we like turn to them. I'd have never got that tattoo. And he, the I don't know look if he's on forgiven his us. face, the look on his face, oh, it was worth a million words. Just the defeat. It's worth a million dollars. And the anger and the just regret, 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 humor, anger, sadness, set satisfaction though, and yeah. enjoyment also. Yeah. Like, no, no, I was getting to that. Yeah. yeah. No, there was definitely like we had a good time component to it. Yeah. But uh. Anyways, San Diego trip, the fact that we can remember as much as we've just listed, which was more than I expected, is impressive because as far as I'm concerned, it was mostly a blur that, that weekend. Yeah. Uh, spent, a, <laughs> spent a month there one weekend. Um, yeah. But, and uh, so anyways, uh, I, I, I think the good time of Buds would just like to suggest that if you have the means, while you're young, while you're not tied down to anybody... Take some cash, go on a trip, get fucked up with your best friends, and fucking make some stories, make some memories. That's what life is about, is making some fucking memories. A story is so much better than an Instagram post. And if you don't have the means, maybe off a family member, get some inheritance. Yeah, well, if you're going to do it, make sure they've got some cash to back that shit up. Yeah, but it works. Capitalism. Um... So here we go. Uh, speaking of capitalism, uh, let's talk about our inspirational quote of the day. Today's inspirational quote is brought to you by Ron Swanson. Capitalism is God's way of determining who is smart and who is poor. <laughs>